Happy Monday to you all. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Be Fit and Me community. I am Alina, of course, the host, and joining me today is Miss Timothy. Hey guys. Hi, Timothy. I'm hi. I'm I haven't talked to you um in in a very, very long time, or what feels like a very, very long time. Well, we talked together. We talked to one another a lot, just not via Zoom. Not this via, format. Yeah. Not for it's all actually, to witness. I know. On. This is the first time I'm actually seeing you. This is what I look like during my work from home. I don't do my hair. I'm in Lululemon like all day long. Well, luckily <laughs> for you, you're naturally pretty, so you can get away with it. <laughs> you can just roll out of bed and don't have to do much. <laughs> Here's to aging. Um, well, how was your Christmas? I mean, it's the Monday. It's the last Monday of 2020. How did you spend your time? Christmas Just is with family. Yeah, we we tried to hang out as much as we possibly can. However, anytime I organize some type of play date or whatever, my parents get a little worried. So I don't get to see them as much. But um, I've really been hunkering down. And I've stayed home. I haven't had any play dates with following the rules. I'm following the rules. Although the rules say a two house, no more than two households. So I haven't broke that rule, but um, my parents are still very paranoid. I understand. I know in terms of shopping and all that stuff, you know, Amazon made it real easy. Mm -hmm. And um, my sister um, dropped off presents on the porch and she's just like, how do you want it? And I'm like, well, you can come in. We'll just wear our masks. You know, it was just funny because she she hasn't really left her house at all. So by then, it's just funny to to organize all that porch drop off stuff for Christmas. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to um, we had to reorganize our whole strategy again because it was just it got it was getting to be too chaotic. And uh, my mom got worried. So. I mean, they were supposed to come here, so she just got a little, oh, yeah, yeah. Got it paranoid. just, yeah, and just worried, and so we'll wait, not necessarily to have Christmas, but for a family gathering later, mm-hmm. later yeah. in 2021, but we kept it low-key, and I spoiled my little one. <laughs> I know. It's Which so hard not stuff to. Stuff she needs, but, you know, you do it in a setting that's, I mean, you know, she doesn't really get it. <laughs> Her wrapping presence is you, I mean, her unwrapping presence is more like you're, you're doing it at this point, mm-hmm. but still to see, to see it and have it recorded so I can look back on it in years is nice. Yes. And they, think- they start understanding how, um, how profitable Christmas can be for them, uh, when they're around Zoe's age and mm-hmm. now she's, al- she's almost four. So the, this was the first Christmas where she spent a lot of time around the tree every time she would come back in the house if she saw one new thing underneath the tree she would go over there and kind of study it <laughs> and touch it and then shake go it. see if yeah shake it and see if her name was on it and um 
I mean, it's really fun to kind of see, see that through their lens. Cause she just gets so excited about her presence and who got her what and she's at the age. So I take oh, it. Yeah. You don't do Santa. I'm not, I'm not doing the whole Santa elf. I don't want to do anything that's going to lie to Lana. There's going to be no tooth fairy. It's all me or her dad. <laughs> I do it because, um, there's benefits you'll find out when she gets a little older. I wasn't really against it. I had a lot of fun with it, with it when I was little. And I also wasn't disappointed when I found out Santa Claus or the tooth fairy wasn't real. I think just seeing how much fun they have in like, you know, make believe that is probably more rewarding because um, that's actually just part of their development is, is being able to have um, an expanded imagination and build stories. And um, I think once you kind of realize how fun it is for them, it, it, you can change your mind and you can also just do your own thing, like just do something different. Yeah. Like I'm always surprised at uh, what Zoe will do for a star. Like I, I um, we have this chalkboard and I just put a grid on there that looks kind of like a calendar. Mm -hmm. And if she does something good, like um, demonstrates helpfulness or thoughtfulness, we just we throw up a star. And if she she gets so many stars, she can pick something out. Now we've just kind of curved it to be more Christmas oriented. So like if she gets so many stars, she gets another present and another present pops up. You know what I mean? So That's you can smart. really do it whatever you way you want to, but it is kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, not forcing it, not forcing Santa Claus. Like mm -hmm. I heard, I didn't really know what elf on the shelf was. And I just learned about oh, it the neither. other day. That's just, you're, that's too much. That's going way above and beyond. I mean, that's a lot of work, but I feel like there's other things that parents could prioritize to make a lot of work. Um, mm -hmm. I just don't want to put that much effort into it. Of course we can watch movies. that's you know, about Santa and all that, mm -hmm. but I'm just not going to go the extra mile to make it like, Oh, well, Santa's not going to go. You know, I, maybe I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm just, yeah. You I never know what you'll do as a parent, but I don't think I'm going to press it. Like right right now yeah. I don't press princesses. I don't press Barbie. I don't think it's it all comes down to me. So whatever I put onto her, press her on. I think she's going to develop to go, oh, you know, yes, of course, I want her to have an imagination, but we'll see as time goes. But mm -hmm. definitely this one, it was more about like, she just kind of stares at things. Okay. And what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> you know, Or just touch every little thing. Like the yes. paper is more exciting for her than the actual gift inside. So mm -hmm. we're at that. We're at that stage. You're so, at that stage. Yeah. yeah, it was, it's just nice to have and to record. And that's what it's all about. And, you know, being grateful and doing kind things for other people and teaching them lessons. Mm -hmm. Bottom line, right? Yes. <sighs> so all of that happy joy, joy, joy. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. We have three days left of this year. Ugh. And personally for me, I guess I'll go first. I, I do have empathy and sympathize with so many out there that mm -hmm. are less fortunate than I am. I don't want to be this to be taken the wrong way, but I enjoyed a lot of 2020 just for the fact that I had a newborn at that time. She was six months when all of this started. So mm -hmm. it was like, I don't know. It was for me, I can say that I enjoyed 2020 to the extent. Does that make sense? Like mm -hmm. there was a lot going on. There was a lot of negativity, but I saw a lot of benefit from everything that was happening. It put a lot of things in perspective too. I don't know if you yeah. would 
I don't know if you, you had a lot going on. I don't know if you could say the same. <laughs> um, you know, I am, you know, I've always just trying to live in the moment. And now that it's past and behind most of it, like the, the hardest part of it is behind me. Um, oh, for you personally. I, yeah. For me personally, I just kind of, I just keep waiting for it to end. I'm like, it's over. It's almost over. But then I realized that it's not really almost over. It's just 2020 is almost (laughs) over. And 2021, I almost wonder if it's going to get harder. Um, And by harder, I mean for folks that are impacted the heaviest by the pandemic. Once all the safety nets are expired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, uh, that's kind of my worry, sort of the fall, the fallout kind of it affects all of us. It'll mm-hmm. affect all, it will affect the economy and it'll affect every single one of us. And that, um, our <laughs> son and I was relationship during this whole time has been tested like seriously oh, of course, because <laughs> yeah. you are like things change and you have to adapt and business wise and everything else, but it's like you get tested. And I guess that's a benefit in a way because you see how you can overcome things. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So yes. again, I look at it as a benefit and I feel like everyone at some point has gone through it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's just the realness that's going mm-hmm. on over here. Um, yes, but we're happy for to just to at least <laughs> say that 2020 is over and just 2021. I wonder, I'm like, can we just leave it out of our history books? Can we just pretend Let's oh, it's going to be, it's going to be, it never well, happened. kids are going to be like, I feel like it's going to be more known as COVID time, like COVID <laughs> babies. Are you a COVID, ba- like generation X or mm-hmm. baby boomers? I think it's just going to re- be for, referred to COVID times, COVID babies. Are you were born mm-hmm. in COVID era? <laughs> you know, is that COVID just... <laughs> during or post <laughs> pre COVID? My baby was born right before COVID. You know, but she is considered a COVID baby, I think, still in, in a way. She is. Yeah, no, she definitely rolls into that. I think realistically, the people who are probably going to be studied the most are school age children. I'm curious if there's going to be any repeats of, of grades or anything like that. Because oh, right. realistically, uh, I, I felt like online school was hard as an adult. I can't imagine being like a child <laughs> and doing that because it's it's too hard to hold children's attention anyway. So and I'm adult and I my attention span when it comes to Yeah, no, I, I I just I just feel like they're just gonna need to do a do-over. It's like I'm sorry, you're just gonna have to do first grade over again, Kevin or whoever. <laughs> Kevin on your mind. <laughs> do it over. So, You'll so never know. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how everything kind of unfolds in it all, you know, the the very, very near future. And then, you know, far down the line when our babies are teenagers and we're old ladies, we're old maids. Oh, totally. Yeah. See how the effects have really (laughs) done the damage or actually made, you know, made it successful based on, I'm just, you know, talking about the economy and our, Mm -hmm. our 401ks and our money up in the stocks and stuff like that. I know. I don't even want to think about, Mm -hmm. 
to have to I math. haven't even go- I haven't gone that far. I do know that there I do. Like, I think about it all the time. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> where house- can I trade this? What am I gonna do? What tax right. bracket am I in now? Where am I gonna be in twenty forty five? What should I trade? What did it <laughs> constantly on my mind? Um but in other areas of twenty twenty, I feel like there are a lot of assumptions that have been made about things, and I guess I should clarify or clear the definition of assumption Mm -hmm. and it's a thing that is accepted as true or is certain to happen without proof so there's a lot of assumption that has been made over the course of the last four years but definitely in the last year when it comes Mm -hmm. to like politics who's president our current president and what Mm -hmm. you know he's saying about politics economy covid it was a hoax you know all these things that certain like half literally half of our country believes to be true and another half doesn't so like facts and truth it's it's hard to explain because everyone's idea of truth and fact is so different now Mm -hmm. it's always been that way but i feel like now it's even yeah more so well and it's also not clear (laughs) because people lie all the time yeah lies are been told it's actually very easy to lie and when you have uh, a group of people who make up you know, a, a large percentage of the population who are open to receiving that information like it is the truth, it makes it a lot harder because there's so, people are very self-promoting of things. You know, they have the they have the ability to do it on multiple streams, social media, mm-hmm. uh, and they can really put things out there that um, can cause a lot of damage and they, mm-hmm. they might really feel like it's true. But that's to me is kind of scary to for very, people to have that kind of power, especially with the, the you know that first those first few months at the beginning of COVID coronavirus, mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole lockdown, conspiracy theories were really blowing up because people were bored and you know I got into it a little bit, but I feel like I have that critical mindset and I am able to critically think and go, okay, well, this is just a bit outlandish. Yes, that makes a little bit of sense. I can mm-hmm. see where that, you know, would make me think a little bit about this, but I'm not going to go so far down that rabbit hole and get completely lost in that funk. However, some do. And I think it just got, some got carried away because there was nothing else to do. So then mm-hmm. you, you carry on with this idea that, okay, well, that's true. And it's just led to so much confusion and so much chaos and just craziness well and i just don't think it's just to me it's not confusing we're in a pandemic there's a virus it's killing people well i'm i'm saying that on the part that's like some people are confused but what are they confused i just don't understand it's not confusing it's a pandemic well they for some i feel like some are saying it's like you're being told what to do you're being forced to wear a mask against your will. Like I've been able to go to the store. I've done things that I probably shouldn't be doing, but I'm not there out there talking about it. And I'm not out there saying my rights are being taken away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it's just people are com- complaining, not so much confused. Yeah, they're, com- they're complaining and just they, coming up of, with excuses. Yeah. There's because there's a lot of freedoms to living in America that uh, a lot of people are contesting because they feel like, it's a breach of the American way being able to just do as we feel, you know, like I feel like I don't want to wear a mask because it's fine or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then people get 
people get really frustrated and a little crazy when they feel like something is being taken away from them. But I am. Yeah. I I'm so comfortable with the mask on. Can we just continue this moving forward? (laughs) Well, don't step in my space, please. I get more irritated by people like rubbing up on me still. Like how have we not learned this in the last year? Like, like, yeah, there are some people who still haven't learned about spatial awareness. Like just Mm -hmm. the, I mean, they're really fighting. The pandemic didn't teach you how to stay your distance. Like, I don't want to talk to those people. Like, I don't, I don't know what else. I mean, there's literally stickers on the floor almost everywhere that tell you this is how much distance you need to be away from people, but people still, I know they just, they don't get it. Mm -mm. And I I don't really have a lot of patience for, for people like that because we're living in a movie. It feels like, cause I see the posters mm-hmm. on, you know, like when they're trying to sell an album, like a billboard is like posters all over one wall. It's like tagged COVID testing, COVID testing. It's so weird to see that we're, I know living a movie, but you know, assumptions, I wanted to ask you because there has been so many, you know, blowing up facts out of, you know, things that are just blown out of proportion, things that are not true, things that are true. Mm-hmm. Has there currently or in the past, do you, are you aware of any assumptions that were made about you and how did it make you feel? Or do you care? Like what's one big assumption that was ever thought of about you, talked about about you, said about Oh you? gosh, there are so many. Uh, I think probably the biggest assumption was probably that I was just, you know, kind of snobby which I don't really care that kind of assumption I just don't I'm like I don't care did they still think it or it was like when we were back in like when I was in college yeah when it was (laughs) yeah like when you know snobby and stuck up which I probably could have come off that way like now looking back I can see it and then looking back I also don't care (laughs) yeah but at the time did you care or you were like whatever um it was harder to get people to be more comfortable around me because I, I knew that they had that assumption and, um, my family had that assumption about you my sisters. Yeah. Certain acquaintances that we have in common thought that I was like, Mm -hmm. you have to just get to know her. You guys just, and now they do. I think also what a lot of people were probably feeling too, is that I really value friendship. And mm-hmm. I'm not just going to be friends with whomever mm-hmm. or talk to whoever just for like the fun of it. So, yeah, if you're not if we're not, you know, really close or you don't know me that well, it's not anything you're doing or anything I'm doing. It's just that you, you know, you're I'm just not friends with you. And that <laughs> I, I know that that's sounds kind of, you know, weird, but it, it's not really like um, I felt like at that time when you're in your younger 20s, qu- quantity um is is almost better than qu- quality mm-hmm. so it's just having more friends and going to more places and getting invited out more and i think that i just was not i just wasn't of that mindset like i like to go do stuff but i i'm more of a one on one person mm-hmm. so for me that it that really did nothing for me so i yeah. i didn't i having a whole herd or a crew of people to hang out with wasn't something that I desired. And I think so it's, because you were, you didn't want to hang out when it, 
crew or a squad, you feel like people looked at you really? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Like, well, no, I'm, no, saying I'm saying I can see how I can see how that perception could have been out there because you can't be friends with everybody. And if yeah. you have, to, if you need to get to know somebody to understand them, um, not, I mean, not everybody's easy to get to know, you know what I mean? Like if, if you have like a, if you have a, um, if you're more of a one-on-one person, it could even be qualified as like a little introverted. If you're mm-hmm. more of a person like that, assumptions can be easily made because yeah. you're not necessarily, you're just going to kind of do your own thing, even if you are in a group. And then the only people that really understand you are the the small percentage of people there that know you. Yeah. So true. your the assumptions get made based on like things that you say that only, you know, a few people understand. Cause I would still hang out in groups, but not very many people knew me. Mm-hmm. I get and it goes saying, yeah. and it's vice versa, you know, and I, I've had, I've had assumptions about people that I didn't know. And then mm-hmm. later on was like, oh, you know, it's not really that bad. So I can, I can see how that happens because it's yeah. just, everybody has their own comfort level in, in groups and um, getting to know people. It's almost as if someone tells themselves something about you. Like it could be like a jealous factor or it could be like ignorance, like something in just one small thing that you do. And it's like, okay, well, that's how they are automatically. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're telling themselves that because it gives them like that shield to protect them or to make it okay well she's not all that you know yeah like they come up with reasons why they don't want to like you yeah it makes it's it's um it's for that person's own benefit because Mm -hmm. what because obviously everybody's going through their own stuff Mm -hmm. so if um you know confidence and is not your forte like something that took time to, mm-hmm. to find your confidence. A lot of 20 year olds are not very confident. And mm-hmm. I think it's, I think that somebody who is younger, who has a level of confidence is probably pretty terrorizing for somebody who doesn't, <laughs> who's not there yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it helps. I think it helps that person feel better. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't even think that it's a bad thing. I just, I've, I've, I just feel bad. I feel bad for the person, but, um, I think it's almost also just a normal part of development. Yeah. And some, yeah, some don't grow out of it. It's like they hold on to it. Like, oh, I know. Yeah, it is you. weird. What when a better life like an, you living. It is weird when there's like an old, older chick who's like our age or something, who's still kind of a hater. It's like, Oh, aren't we past this? This is, like, it's not life, even fun anymore. <laughs> your life is so joyous. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so fun to live your life. I feel for your children and your husband or a partner or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I, I get that. I've um the whole hater part I get totally too. Um, mm-hmm. there have been so many assumptions about me. You are well aware of some of them. Oh yeah, lots of assumptions. <laughs> we laugh about them all the time. I I find them I found them funny at, at, during the time and I find them even more funny now. It was hard to maybe just brush them off when I was mm-hmm. younger, but yeah. now it's like, Oh, it made me who I am. The, one of the biggest ones was even now that I'm a mother, uh, I'm a lesbian. Like that was like the You're biggest so thing lesbian. in college. <laughs> You're such a lesbian. I mean, you heard it so many from so many sources, like just, it was like the talk of the town. It's like, yeah, just let this go. Like your sexuality was 
in question quite a bit mm-hmm. and that's okay you're just a little like you're just more mysterious I felt like yes and that's, that's okay that's okay to be mysterious but it's like can we pause I, for a second my yeah. sister's here let's pause say <laughs> that again we left off at your lesbian <laughs> yeah so we had to take a short break we had to mask up <laughs> Are you working as you're doing this? You're multitasking. I have to, I have to like, I have to do this one thing or else I'm worried that my computer is going to like, you know, freeze. Yeah. Waited a bit more along. Okay. It's okay. This is real life. Real life. <laughs> I know last episode I had Lana in here. It was something. <laughs> yeah. So how, how, um, I never actually, you always seem to be pretty ironclad with your, uh, lesbian assumptions yeah just presumptions I guess we were talking about um yeah I mean I've always I found it I always liked entertaining the idea so it never upset me it never offended me it never made me hmm? of course not and I played with it I played you you know me I played along with it um I found humor in it and still to this day I do. I don't know if people so much think it as much now, but I'm sure in back people's minds, it's still there. I don't know why it's so curious to everyone. And when I say everyone, it's a small, well, I don't really know how big the group is, but you remember that one friend that we had who was just totally convinced Mm -hmm. she was totally convinced. And it was, she used to just always talk to me about it. And I'm like, she wanted me to be, she wanted, yeah, she wanted you to be and um, I think I feel like sometimes like some of my friends who are lesbians, I feel like they they love the thrill of like turning somebody. It's yeah. like it's like vampirism. It's like I'm going to turn you into a vampire. <laughs> and I live I am all about living my truth. I'm vocal about pretty much everything. I don't mm-hmm. hold back. If I were like, why would I try to hide that? Right. Be so open to it. And I feel like it more, it more so offends those who are like me, yeah. like people assuming that I am, mm-hmm. but yeah, she, she wasn't the only one that felt that way or thought that way. So, you know, it's just, maybe it's just your vibe. It's yeah, a but... chill, cool vibe. <laughs> I think it's the way I talked when I say talk more like what I would say, like mm-hmm. my, my choice of words, how I handled situations, how I was just yeah. open to do everything, experience so many different things. Mm-hmm. Not, not like that, you know. <laughs> I'm like, going, tell me more about your experience. Going, <laughs> not experiences <laughs> like that, but just going and experiencing different. Um, yeah. How I was just open to different people, different types of things, and didn't judge, you know, with no judgment. I really don't know. Or I play basketball, and I was friends with other lesbians. Who knows? I don't know where it came from. Or I didn't talk about things. I was I'm private, so that could mm-hmm. have a lot to do with it too. And even now, and back then, I wasn't one to want to share someone. So I didn't like to date someone who everyone knew. You know, everyone knows their backstory, <laughs> their yeah. backstory, like who they dated. Like I'd rather it be someone that's, you know, you know what I mean. Yes, like someone who's under the radar and mysterious yes under the radar flies serious like you yeah. said I am and that's always been mm-hmm. my my way just mm-hmm. mysterious Lena yeah I can attest to that so hey still is fun mm-hmm. to make a joke out of it in a way 
Yeah, I think it's just funny because I I just remember there being this big question mark, like people just couldn't <laughs> figure you out. So I think when I think when people try like they want to understand and just people in general, um, there was a lot more discussion. Like, well, what do you think? Type, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just maybe I, maybe I'm being a little more aggressive with how I interpreted things back then. <laughs> I oh. thought of myself that way, but I think I just turned down people and I was more of a tease. Yeah. Like that's what it was. I like to just mess with people. It's always been in my nature. Still is mm-hmm. maybe more so to a higher degree back then. I've kind of <laughs> calmed down now, but <laughs> yeah, no, it, I could definitely see. I mean, cause I think like when I getting to know you more, I would see that more and more. Like it was just more of like a just a little riddle that you used to like to do. I could tell it entertained you more than it entertained the other person. (laughs) Keep them on their toes. Keep them guessing. (laughs) Yeah. But there's so many other things that people have assumed about me. And it's just like, you know, it's more, it's more of a personal issue for them. It's like, okay, well, you got to deal with it and figure it out on your own. If you're, Mm -hmm. I keep bringing up that jealousy thing and that's a problem. A lot of people have, or you know, an issue that they need to deal with in their own home, in their own it's mind, in their own heart. It's a very human feeling. I mean, jealousy and envy is natural part of, of course, but um, don't let it run your life and like have this like narrative in your head of what someone is or isn't. And so, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, it is what it is. And especially now, I don't think I could care less what anyone thinks or assumes about me it's like okay well I'm living my life and right at the end of the day you can spend your time and energy thinking about this about me if you want because I'm not thinking diddly squat about you right I mean (laughs) yes yeah I always just find like sometimes my um, assumptions about people can really just get in the way of getting to know someone too exactly yeah and especially and, with social media, because we assume so much by seeing a picture yeah. or um, a scenario visually and mm-hmm. don't want to talk or ask questions when we see that person in mm-hmm. person because we think we already know. Just it's dangerous. I think you said it or you might have been referring to something else. Just assumptions assumptions, <laughs> assumptions in general are dangerous, lethal, yes. and can lead to some pretty scary outcomes. Well, and depending, depending on, the on the situation, dep- depending on the person, <laughs> and the you know, some people are, they make assumptions and they're just, they just kind of have fun with it. And if they learn different, they're just, you know, well, if okay. they can acknowledge the actual truth, that would be yes. different too. Like what we're dealing with in the world, it's like just all this, these assumptions on these things. And like, how do you think that way? Like what is going on and where did you, what happened to you that made you <laughs> hold on to these, these, um, these lies, you know, just, yeah. but you can't, I can't put too much energy in it. I had my moment and now we are on to a new thing. Someone's mm-hmm. out. So I, I don't have to talk about anything anymore. Politics yeah. are off the table. <laughs> just Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See you another day. <laughs> chapter the end chapter Mm -hmm. closed Mm -hmm. what are we talking about next (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I just keep the assumptions coming because I enjoy them okay 
mm-hmm. to all you listeners out there. Keep assuming. Because <laughs> it makes it me coming. happy. Keep it coming. So now that the, um, I think we should move on from the subject. subject. Agree. Let's move on. So um, now that the, we have three days left, what is something that we have three days left in life? That's so <laughs> cryptic sounding. The end is coming. <laughs> now that we have three days in 2020 remaining, what do you want to carry on into the new year? Um, wait, I asked this question to my sister fitness related and you can um, chime in on fitness or anything if you want to, even though it is a me Monday episode, we can mm-hmm. add a little fitness fit Friday to this vibe. I don't have any fitness things to bring into 2021 because <laughs> in general, it, real. <laughs> it all stopped once 2020 um, was activated by COVID, but um, it's kind of funny too. Cause I got to Portland and the gyms were open. Oh, so I was like, Oh yes. And so I was meeting a girlfriend there. Like every morning we were going at like some ridiculous hour. Like, I six- remember you text me and I said, well, you're up early. Yeah. Cause it was like something to look forward to. I'm like, mm-hmm. yay, I get to go to the gym. I can work out. So and I, I got no more texts. And after then, that. <laughs> yes. And then they stopped. They were like, no, you can't, you're not allowed. So anywho, and, um, so we couldn't go through with that, but I'm hoping that I can get that back so I can establish some type of routine. Mm-hmm. It's been nice to um, move into more of like a walkable area. So I definitely take my daily walks, but that's just not, that's not enough. Um, it's not the same, but especially I think, if you're on a flat street, mm-hmm. some hills. Oh, we have hills. That's good. Um, the, <laughs> what I... <laughs> Those hills are good. <laughs> and I run up the stairs. I try to act like my house is a stairmaster. Uh, good for you. Yeah, it's good for making kids go to sleep because Zoe thinks it's like a game. So I'm like, okay, let's run up the stairs 20 times and see who's the fastest. And she Oh, I'm gets, all about that. She gets so <laughs> tired. By the end, she's very dramatic. So she'll be like, ah, mom, I need water from the sink. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's supposed to signify some drama of like really needing water because she's drinking from the sink. So I think the things that I'd like to carry on into the next year is I like my work from home schedule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to have that flexibility because work working from home under normal circumstances where things are actually open, you can balance. I, I think you can balance your life a little bit better uh, and I think uh, large companies just need to get comfortable with the fact that employees are going to be running some errands on their lunch break or doing so. And it's easier to run errands from your home than it is your office and in high heels. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd like to carry that through. I hope that our my company makes a big, a good argument for that. Although I still, I've always had kind of a work from home situation, but not so work from home, you know? Mm-hmm. I honestly think that's the future though. I, I've heard from acquaintances and friends saying that their businesses, I wouldn't say never, but they're not going to go back. They're going to continue on as they are because it saves the company money from rent and all of that. And people are just understanding and they're learning to do it this way. So yeah, just, you know, work when you can get, meet your deadlines. Let's do a zoom call. You know, technology is just improving. So who knows, but I feel like that's the future. As far as training, I don't think it is necessarily. I think that's that's going to go back because mm-hmm. people need that in-person 
Yeah. That's connection that and dialogue. You need. Yeah. Well, and I also feel like it'll provide a more flexible schedule for people to sync up with their trainers in the middle of the day versus early, early in the morning or late, late at night. And general <laughs> and, flexibility period. Yeah. I feel, I feel like it's going to open up a lot of avenues, but I've also heard through others that they are working more because they yeah. have, or they're working longer hours because of that balance. So they're taking longer lunches or they're going out yeah. longer breaks and then they work on later into the day. So it's, there's a balance. Yeah, there is a balance. So that is That's something mm-hmm, definitely. So finding that balance of, but I would let, I would love to carry on with the work from home situation. Um, I think too, uh, just spending more time with family is, I mean, I've already kind of adopted that way. Uh, mm-hmm. but I'll, I mean, this is on a different level. I mean, you're just <laughs> spending so much time. Yeah. With your significant other too. Yeah. <laughs> so much time and you do definitely have to get creative to make it, you know, every day a little bit more fun. Yeah. I I'd like to carry that through to the next year, but really not a whole lot. I'd say the silver lining (laughs) for this year is just, you know, we've all kind of been told to stay at home and we're staying at home with our significant others and our (laughs) kids and all that. And, um, that was obviously something I think a lot of people had been taking for granted too, because they were working really crazy hours and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, not really unplugging when you're supposed to. So Mm -hmm. I think, I still have to learn to do that, like just to get off my phone and really just kind of be in the moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm, I feel like it's a lot easier in the, in the context of our situation right now to to learn that habit. I hear you. And it depends on what career you're in as well. So it's easier for one person than it is for, you know, someone else. Like it was easier for me to adapt, I think. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree with you on that. And I think the biggest thing for me to carry over, um, I talked about the fitness aspect of my life in the previous episode, but I think I just want to carry over my creativity, mm-hmm. finding different avenues and ideas to not only do myself, but to incorporate with Miss Lana Bear and to just, you know, I think I was almost forced, not forced, but I had more time to find creative outlets and mm-hmm. Of course, again, technology made that easier to do. TikTok, there's yeah. there's um, Twitch TV. I just recently discovered um, Instagram, of course. And I feel like I just want to carry that over to next mm-hmm. year and then the year after and just get better with different avenues and opportunities to strategize, make Today money. Today's not your pronunciation day. <laughs> make money. <laughs> um you know, just build a uh, future off of what uh, the phones are giving us and tech. So yeah, so yeah, to wrap things up, I feel like it's just, I've been blessed. It sounds like you've been blessed. So obviously we want to carry that into the new year and, and start things off right. Like how we started things off right last year and it just took a turn. We got derailed. So so we're going to (laughs) act pretty serious, but (laughs) it is, I mean, there are, the hospitals here are just, Oh, you guys are at like negative one capacity. Yeah. We're the epicenter of COVID right now, I think. Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, if you think of it in those terms, like we're starting off the new year pretty horribly <laughs> horrific, mm-hmm. but then that, I think that's just, it makes it even sweeter in the end because it's only going to get better. So that's the way you got to yep. look at it. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, in good news, they yeah. just approved for to go alcohol in Oregon. Wait, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> They just approved to go alcohol in Oregon. So you can, you can basically just like drive up to a bar mm-hmm. and get mm-hmm. it to go like a sippy cup. Oh, and... that's been a thing here since the beginning. I know mm-hmm. I well, cause you know, I just left California. So I I'm like, oh, wait, oh, <laughs> is that not a thing here? I mean, you can't even get wine delivered from the grocery store. I was like, what's happening. I and I, I keep forgetting that I, um, that you can't go and get liquor at like a grocery store. You have to go to a liquor store in Oregon. They need to change that. It really, <laughs> it's inconvenient. Really do. Um, and they're missing out on the great deals at Costco because you can't buy liquor at Costco in Oregon. You can buy wine. Oh, well, that's, that's something. That is a step in the right direction. <laughs> it is. Um, I think a step in the right direction is buying to-go alcohol or to-go cocktails. <laughs> And that shouldn't go anywhere in 2021. No, just keep it. Just keep it that way. Um, so by the way, this is so off topic, mm-hmm. but my neighbor, I'm convinced they are, they need AA. Like I'm almost about to go over there and like give them a brochure for the AA meeting. Cause every, t- every week, every week when our recycling gets picked up, yeah. their bin has about 30 wine bottles. And at the first week I was here, I was like, oh no, no, they're just, you know, they had they a party. Had, they had a party. And then the second week I was like, maybe it's just overflow, you know, from the party they had a week ago. And the third week I, I stopped, I ran out of excuses. Cause I, I was just like, no, they literally, they have a recycling bin full of alcohol every single week. Have you met them? No, they don't come out. They just, they're in there drinking. So you're just, all day, so you're all just day assuming it's one person. I'm just assuming I'm assuming <laughs> I think it's two people. Okay. Um, Even if it was a family, I mean, kids aren't drinking. It's a couple of alcoholics. I don't know. Like they just are drinking their life away. I mean, to be honest, it's a thing right now. I I know. I mean, it's alcohol sales have skyrocketed. This is very true. Mm -hmm. um, I guess, yeah, put a brochure in their door or, you know, hope for the best for them. I am hoping for the best. Yeah. you just yeah. want it. You don't want it overflowing into your yard. No. Well, I mean, they're two your doors garbage down. can. <laughs> they're two doors down. They won't. It won't roll into my, into our driveway. I just thought it was funny because I, I funny and not funny just because I went through the range of motions, like mm-hmm. emotions about it. Because I'm like, oh yeah, they just had a party. Like they no. really shouldn't have, be having party during COVID. <laughs> and then I was like, but you know. Cause it didn't make sense. And there's never anybody, nobody's ever visiting anybody over here. So that is a lot though. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. Of, it's mm-hmm. about 30, 30 bottles a week. Wow. That's five bottles a day. That's a lot. That's, That's way a too lot much. of liquor. Well, if they're out there listening, it's okay. <laughs> you just need to go to AA. Yeah. Or maybe it's just temporary. I don't know how that could be temporary though. Maybe mm-hmm. it is. Maybe they're cooking something, making a sauce. They're working up on their, they're brushing up on their chef skills. You try to like rationalize it. (laughs) People drinking that much. Yeah. I'm like, I I tried, I gave them. I feel like it's not an issue for me to drink from home. 
There are mm-hmm. some out there that are just social social drinkers. So they just mm-hmm. drink when they're around people and mm-hmm. they find it strange to drink alone. I've never had an issue with that. For me, it's a time for me to unwind and I just relax. I sit on the couch, watch my show and um, have my drink, whether that be mm-hmm. wine, a beer, um, seltzer or a, or a cocktail or straight up shot. I, I've never really, I don't think it's been an issue, especially during this time. So I just... I don't know. Yeah, we went so far off topic. I'm sorry. I changed. Okay. I I changed. I was thinking it was on my mind. Yeah. And I added in, chimed in. <laughs> All right. So this is going to be a exceptionally long episode, which is fine. We should leave 2020 with a bang. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, um, thank you for listening. And thank you, Timothy, for finally joining me. For yes, thanks for episode. having me. Yes, thank you. And I'm hoping you can join for some more in 2021 now that you've settled yes. in your new home in Oregon. Mm-hmm. I uh, hope you all have a safe and wonderful New Year's, whatever it is that you happen to do. But always remember to do something that brings you joy, especially now. And I look forward to having some more episodes in the new year. Until then, everyone, bye-bye. Bye.